mission for you. Ready? be with us welcome to star wars ramp podcast this is episode number 22 welcome aboard i'm brian seddon your host and with me are my two friends mr chad this greets and brian just spent a whole lot of money christmas shopping north uh what's up <laughs> all right Hailed it. um <laughs> so uh so welcome aboard Board to uh, episode 22. I got to ask you guys, as we're recording this right now, I don't know if you realize, but TNT has uh, all the original trilogies playing right now. Um, you been watching any of those today? No, I have a job. Okay, well, this evening when you came home? No, I have a 11-month-old. <laughs> um, Brian, I guess not with you. You're out Christmas shopping. Well, yeah, I actually, uh, the most recent, I actually watched, uh, started watching The Force Awakens last okay. night, and I got about halfway through, so that's the most recent Star Wars. I'm actually watching them backwards, so. So you're starting at the end and going, that's a weird way to do it. Yeah, so weird. Silence, awkward silence. <laughs> so anyway, um, currently Empire Strikes Back is on, it's actually on my TV right Best now. one. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'll just give if you guys want, I can just give you the play by play right now. Yeah, let's um, live through you, please. They're on you're you're a great storyteller. Um, the scene just ended where Luke went into the uh, cave and uh, cut and off Yoda. Uh, yeah, cut off Vader's uh, head. Now, and Yoda uh, tells him how he how he saw a stick under a log, and the log had a child. Remember that huh? part? Don't remember that part. You don't remember that part? The log had a child. Yeah. And then, and then he sing, Yoda sings a little song. No. About the that. seagulls. Isn't that from the holiday special? About the seagulls that are. Oh, yeah, okay. Man, that was <laughs> the, way too the much. YouTube to have to the YouTube video. Yes, yes, that. I apologize. Um, Chad's, Chad's reference is to the YouTube video. Um, what's, what's, this, what's the. Bad lip reading. Yeah. So check it out. Just YouTube it. You'll find it. But. Um, Chad's in love with it. It's hilarious. Anywho, um, so what do we got for you tonight? We got uh, Chad finally finished Rogue One Catalyst. Um, finally. I, I don't finally, but you know, I know I did the uh, Audible version. So, uh, but um, so we're gonna go through that tonight. Spoiler alert: We're gonna actually give out the plot and um, talk about that. If you're somebody that is gonna see Rogue One, you should actually uh, not care about the book being ruined for you because all that's going to happen by the time you've seen the movie anyway. So, um, but we're going to talk about the plot, talk about some of the characters. And then, uh, Brian might have a few questions for us cause he has not read the book. And then also, you know, uh, see what Chad and I, uh, we thought about it. Chad's going to go over, um, searching the archives. He's going to talk about Dr. Afra, the new comic book that came out, um, as feedback on that. And then we'll go to Brian's, uh, smorgasbord, of Star Wars knowledge questions news 
Um, you know, he's he's an authority. Uh, some call him the Pablo of Northwest Indiana. For those that don't know, Pablo is uh, the one of the Star Wars story creator. Uh, he's directors, right? I don't know what you what his title is, but uh, if you watch Rebel Recon on YouTube, he uh, he is the source of all Star Wars knowledge. So there you go. How do you like that, Brian? I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right, so let's jump right into this Rogue One uh, Catalyst. Um, again, this came out on November 15th, 2016. It is the um, prequel, I guess you would say, or the lead-up to Rogue One, the movie. Um, it's set before Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, to immediately prior to the events of, again, Rogue One. So it actually kind of... So the- so the book takes place throughout the events of Revenge of the Sith. Well, it does. Toward, yeah. Dooku's still yeah. around. There's some reference to the clones and, and I guess clone some... Wars, uh, yeah. yeah. to the Clone Wars. Um, so I guess maybe, I don't know if you call them flashback scenes or maybe just some background. Some of it takes place towards that. But well, I guess Duke, is Dooku still alive? No, right? Not in this part. Obviously not. No, because that's how they got the. But he is plans. right. But he is referenced. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, the majority of well, he, majority would be through right. Revenge of the Sith. Um. So the Republic is still intact. Well, and I guess we just start. He, it's basically the Emperor has just made himself the Emperor. He is no longer right. Supreme Chancellor. He has just basically appointed himself as Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Um, Order sixty six has happened. Yeah. Well, not not right away. Probably about middle of the book or so. Maybe a little before that. Yeah. Um, so I would say you kind of hit the end of Revenge of the Sith. You know, part way through the book, and then you're kind of in uncharted territory as far as timeline goes. Because because yeah, Order sixty six has already happened, and then they talk about Vader a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, we saw at the end of Revenge just said that the construction of the Death Star was already like in its exoskeleton. Right. So. Yep. Well, let's you know, just jump into they started. it. Um, if you guys don't mind, so so here's here's the plot. During the Clone Wars, the Republic begins working on a moon-sized battle station. We all know as the Death Star. It's based on a Separatist design, hoping to complete its construction before the Separatists potentially finish their own station. However. The Republic finds that building the primary weapon of the station will entail a breakthrough in energy enhancement. So, Lieutenant Commander Orson Krennic offers to recruit one of the finest scientists in the galaxy, an energy scientist named Galen Erso, to provide the breakthrough. And again, this is for um, the energy enhancement would be for the weapon, right? They need the weapon. Um, Otherwise, it's just a floating space station that serves really no purpose. Um, and then this plot doesn't really go through it that I'm going to read to you, but Galen and, uh, Krennic, they actually went to, um, school together. The, what was the school called? Chad, do you remember the, the brights, uh, something like the, the future brights Academy or something like that. And it's probably not even close, but it's something like that. But it's where people who have shown that they have, uh, gene, you know, a high intellect 
and special skills are they all go to this academy and that's how orson and galen actually met and know each other um so anyway back to the story meanwhile urso a neutralist is working on the planet vault doing energy research for zerpin industries when the planetary government is overthrown in a coup sympathetic to the separatist urso is in prison in a bid to force his loyalty to the separatist his pregnant wife, Lyra, is also in prison and gives birth to a daughter, Jin. So, to sum that up, er, uh, Galen is working on this planet called Vault um, for a company called Zerpin Industries. Um, the planet, at that time, the planet was neutral, was not involved in the war. And at some point, they decide that they want to align themselves with the Separatists. As a result... Um, Galen and his wife are thrown into prison. Um, and the, the idea behind that was to get them to try to switch and help, um, really vault, not even necessarily a separatist, but to stay on vault and help, um, help them, um, you know, with his intellect. But during that time, Lyra was pregnant. That's Galen's wife. And so Jin is actually born in captivity um, Galen and Jin, and uh, Lyra are kept apart. I think they're there for about six months or so, but they do let him out to go see Jin be born. Um, Galen, when he holds Jin for the first time, he looks in her eyes and he comments on on the speckles in them. I think it was, and he he has a nickname for her, Stardust. Um, so you know, he will refer to her as Stardust, which I'm assuming we'll see that in the movie as well. Um, a reference to that to that name that he calls her but um so Jin is just born galen lira and Jin are rescued by krennic masquerading as a zerpin representative making an exchange for the ursos um so again krennic needs galen so he knows he's at this planet called vault he goes to the planet he um he brings a guy with him that um we'll probably talk about towards the end because i thought he was an interesting character um, he brings Captain Haas Obit with him, um, as, uh, as the pilot to go to vault and get the Ursos. Basically it's a, it's a trade off. Um, they have some prisoners, I believe Chad, right. And, um, so they swap those prisoners for the Ursos and, um, um, so picking up the story. Krennic reveals he's working for the Republic. So once he gets them on the board on the ship, the Ursos, he lets them know, hey, actually, you know, I'm working with the Republic. You know, we came to save you, um, not just not just myself or Zerpin, really. Um, so a Republic battleship destroys the government complex of Vault while Krennic and the Ursos watch. Krennic takes the Ursos to Galen's home planet of Grange, where they witness a major battle between the Republic and the Separatists. So. Um, during this time in captivity, uh, Galen actually kind of became close to his captors um, because they were they did treat them pretty well, and um, you know Galen was and Lyra were upset when Krennic destroyed the complex that they were in because they assumed then that their captors had died during this attack. Um, and Chad, feel free to jump in if I'm missing anything that you think is important. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So, uh, all right. And then, uh, and then the, again, uh, 
through the book, you start to see Krennic work on Galen's emotions and trying to get him to buy into this war and why it's important for him to be a part of the Republic and help out. And so one of the first things he does is he takes him to uh, Galen's home planet to see the battle going on. Um, and, it, you know, so right out of the gates, he's already starts to try to manipulate uh, Galen. So they return to Coruscant. Galen remains idle while Krennic and other members of the military work to subtly persuade him to join the battle station project under construction in orbit around the planet of Genosis. The station is being built by drone members of the planet's population after Poggle the Lesser, who was in the Clone Wars, um, has pledged allegiance to the Republic and its project. Galen is cleared of suspected treason by Tarkin at the instigation of Krennic, who proposes a non-research position for Galen at, um, at Hypercom on the planet Lokori. I think, I think it's important to mention that and I think it's insinuated, but Galen is is like he doesn't want to do any kind of research that's going to be used in the war. Correct. His research is based on energy enrichment, and it's using synthetic crystals, um, the kyber crystals. And he is very knowledgeable when it comes to kyber crystals and different kinds of crystals. And they have found a way to make them and then use them to sustain energy in planets. So. All his research is done to to take planets that are suffering from the war or are having issues and give them and figure out a way to have basically free sustainable energy like the world that we live in today is always trying to find. And that's his expertise. Yeah, so he... Crystals and energy. And he's doing that work on Vault um, using the synthetics. But there is an issue with the synthetics. He can't, he can't get enough power, it seems like, or... They don't work quite as well, obviously, because they're right. not real. But he he only wants to use synthetics. He doesn't want to use natural kyber crystals because those are generally used by the Jedi. Um, and the and Jedi they can't get them really right. The Jedi kind of uh, control those um, all the kyber crystals. So um, the other thing is when Krennic tells him, "Hey, I want you to you know work with us and work on this energy project," as far as creating the sustainable energy with kyber crystals he says hey look you know the we, we just um you know we we're in the middle of this war the emperor wants to be able to go to the planets and give them this sustainable energy so that we can um i don't know if he says have control of the guy he doesn't say have control it's more just, to help the planets at right, that help, point it's still a guy's yeah, bring a sense that, of security to the galaxy right. and the emperor's and, trying to help yeah so um so he kind of goes oh, he's gonna bring page. them the crystals all right yeah so um and then uh the other thing that should be mentioned is that krennic and tarkin do not uh get along <laughs> um they are both vying for position um, within the within the empire, and uh, they both do things behind each other's backs to uh, try to sabotage the other. It seems like. Um, so Tarkin is a big presence in the Catalyst book. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Um, and then Pog he's already the a moth in the book. Like he's already given that title. Correct. Moth. And then. Poggle the uh, Lesser, he's, again, he's from uh, Genosis, 
you know, they, the, um, that population are the ones that designed the Death Star. And Krennic talks to him and says, hey, you know, why don't you have your people, because the Battle of Genosis has already happened, um, and their people are like drones or insects, and they have to have something to do. And if they don't have something to do, then they war with each other, and they have civil war on their planet. And he says, why don't you build this Death Star? It gives your people something to do. They need to have work. They need to be busy. And that way your planet will not have war. They will not war with each other. And um, so kind of manipulates Poggle to get his people to build the uh, to build the Death Star. So, all right. Which makes sense. Which makes sense of how the Death Star was built so quickly because you have like a beehive of correct right of workers just working nonstop on it. Yep. So moving right along, Galen and his family moved to Lacori, which comes under regular separatist separatist attack. At the end of a major offensive, which was very nearly conquered Lacori, the attack is suspended. It is learned that the Clone Wars are over. The separatist leadership was killed. And the Jedi Order destroyed. So here we have the the closing of Revenge of the Sith, basically. Um, all the, you know, it seemed like the planet was just about to fall, and then all of a sudden the attack stops. And yeah, they were they find almost out dead. The, like right. the Ursos were, they had battle droids chasing them down. Yep. And they had climbed this like rubble hill, rubble, not rubble, rubble hill, and were basically ready to die. Uh, Galen got between the droids and his wife and his daughter, and it seemed like they were just about to pull the trigger on him when they all just shut down. Yep. So, and obviously that was uh, Vader, right, shutting it down. He was the one that uh, shut everything down. And then uh, soon, not right at that moment, but soon they then they hear the news about the Jedi Order. Uh, you know, air quotes here. Yeah, betraying the uh, the uh, galaxy or the Emperor. Um, the Ursos move back to Coruscant, where Krennic has set up the Project Celestial Power um, for Galen to continue his energy research with kyber crystals. So now he's getting real kyber crystals, because the Jedi have fallen. Um, most of them are from lightsabers, uh, but also they have them. They have kyber crystals in a lot of their temples. Um, they adorn a lot of the temples, or they're built within the temple, and he ends up getting one really large one like the size of a boulder i guess um but uh and he does you know when you read the book uh lyra has a big issue with it she is a um a follower of the force she does not have force abilities but she worships the force and she immediately recognizes these smaller kyber crystals as lightsaber crystals and she she has an issue with that and it seems i feel like galen had an issue with it as well but he was more you know, well, the Jedi turned, you know, and um, and now we have, uh, you know, we have an obligation to better the galaxy and, you know, the ends justify the means kind of a thing. Um, so he's got real kyber crystals um, to help provide power sources to Empire Worlds. But secretly, it's a cover project for the weapon construction of the battle station, which continues to be constructed despite the war being over. Krennic hires uh, Obit, Haas Obit, and his smugglers to drop decommissioned weapons to the planets Samovar and Wadi Rafi. The weapon drops are a ruse for the Empire to enter on the pretext of suspected anarchist activity. 
Once the weapons are found, the Empire uses the circumstances to set up occupying forces on the planets, taking over mining corporations on the worlds. The pretext gives the Empire the chance to exploit the two worlds' resources, overriding the environmental protections in the Force on the two legacy worlds. So, um, they use smugglers. In this case, they use this guy um, a couple times, Haas Obit, and uh, they tell him, hey, we have a job, we have a job for you. <clears throat> we want you to go and deliver this to this planet. And at first, he says, okay, well, who am I meeting? You know, where do I land? And how do I smuggle this in? And they say, no, no, no. He, and he doesn't know what's in it. All we want you to do is go fly over this area and just drop it and leave. And um, and after you do that, the money's going to be in your account, basically. So he does that. And again, he's not understanding what's happening or why, what's going on. But again, obviously, we know they're dropping weapons and contraband, so on and so forth, which then allows the empire to investigate and take over the planet um as an occupying force so anything to add there chad no i don't think so all right not at that point um and then and then and it should be noted once they occupy their they obviously they select these planets for mining uh reasons and their mining is you know complete devastation i mean they're destroying planets basically via the mining just taking all of their resources um so and and these legacy worlds are supposed to be worlds that aren't supposed to be uh devastated in that manner right yeah and that's supposed um, to be touched even really yeah they're protected uh all right right they're like they're like historical they're right. sacred kind of sort of yeah um all right so unknown to Unknown to Galen, Krennic has set up a satellite facility on the planet Malpaz, where Urso's former colleague, uh, Diego Bellocos, is attempting to test the energy output. Um, so what's happening here is they got Galen working on getting the getting energy from these kyber crystals, and he does his work, and he kind of sends some of that work to the other uh team that's supposed to be implementing it right Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to him they're implementing it to test weaponry and um but he can he does not know that so they get some of his work and they're going to go ahead and do a test this other uh research team and uh let's see the experiments on malpaz blow up and kill ten thousand on the planet the damage is attributed to anarchist Elements opposing the Empire. Krennic becomes suspicious of Lyra's intentions and influence over Galen and arranges for her to lead a survey team on the planet Alpin looking for uh, kyberite and the possibility of kyber crystals. After the survey is over, Obit shows Lyra and Nari, that's uh, Lyra's friend or uh, research partner, the planets of Samovar and Wadi Rafi, protected planets mostly destroyed by Empire mining for the Battle Station project. So, they test the uh they get this uh research from galen they try to implement it and it backfires they end up blowing up you know a large section of this uh this area tens ten thousand or more people died or tens of thousand people died and the empire krennic spends it spins it as um no there was you know what actually happened here was anarchists you know attacked the uh the planet um Again, to build up the reason why the Empire needs to take control, so on and so forth. Um, 
And then you have Haas Obit. He actually takes Lyra um, and her research partner and shows the devastation that this mining is doing. You know, these are supposed to be protected worlds, not touched, and the Empire is breaking the the rule of the galaxy that these are legacy worlds and mining these. And they're, they don't know why they're mining them. They don't know what the resources are going towards um, at that point. Um, but obviously they know something's up, something's wrong. Chad? Yeah, it's basically like a nuclear reaction goes off because they are taking his his research and then trying to weaponize it. And they have large crystals like he does, but they have not figured out how to get the crystals to be stabilized. Um, they basically, they absorb all this power and then they have no way to control it and it just explodes, but the crystal's fine. And there, I don't remember if it was at this part or later, but Galen talks about how the crystal there, you can, you can do a bunch to it and it acts like nothing changes it. Nothing affects it. Um, they can hit it with all kinds of lasers and rays and nothing, nothing affects the actual state of the crystal. But the having the crystals and being in contact with them, it, it's right. it's like a, another presence is there all the time, and it 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 inhibits sleep. It, it makes it difficult to sleep because it's constantly like on your mind when you're around them, um, almost as if it's alive. And he mentions that how it look you look deep inside the crystal and it almost seems like it's shifting and moving and something is alive there with it um and he understands that that is probably the force and because he doesn't understand it um he is unable to cope with it and then you know mentioning that the jedi obviously knew or how to control it and how to you know use it to make lightsabers because he even said you shouldn't be able to make a lightsaber with these crystals it should be impossible just because of the state that they're in and comments that obviously it's only because of the force that Jedi are able to do so. So it, right. it gives some importance to the kyber crystals versus just a rock, but there's more to it than just it's a crystal. And Lyra does. Right, it's, a con, it's like a conduit of the force. Right. And he's, he understands that to a degree, but not really completely. And Lyra does bring up to, to Galen that, you know, isn't because uh, they talk about how the Jedi had control in these crystals and and Lyra brings up the point. Well, you know, don't you think they were it wasn't them, you know, keeping them from everybody for themselves. Maybe it was protecting everybody from them. Yeah. You know, um, so she kind of brings that point out that Cause Orson know, Orson, when he tells galen that this explosion happened where his friends were and says it's you know it's anarchists people that are trying to disrupt what we're doing galen gets angry that someone is trying to kill people that are trying to help and then he he is kind of swayed a little bit by krennic that we need to have something that will stop these people and you're gonna help you can help us do that and that's where he comes from you know, what Lyra had said, like Brian just said, that, you know, maybe the Jedi were helping us and keeping us from these. And he's like, no, they're keeping this stuff for themselves. They were keeping the galaxy back from being able to become better because they were selfish. And you hear some of the, you know, Empire's thought process being, 
spewed back out by Galen because he the is propaganda. seeing his yeah. he's been manipulated by Krennic and saw a bunch of his friends and people that he knew be killed supposedly by people trying to stand against the Empire. All right, so um, so Lyra returns to Coruscant to find Galen absorbed in his research and the Celestial Project now under tight security. Galen was developing serious suspicions about the use of his energy research, but chose not to discuss it with Lyra with stronger proof. Uh, the other thing that should be said is that their living quarters is under surveillance by oh, yeah. Krennic. Big time. Uh, mostly unbeknownst to them. At um, first. Far, you know, and all, yeah, at first, and also their all their communications... Um, and comings and goings, and then Lyra does um, find that out, um, you know, at some point, and uh, and they they start to have some workarounds be uh, to get to get through that. But um, um, all right, so let's see. Galen was developing serious suspicions about the use of his energy research, but chose not to discuss it with Lyra without stronger proof. Galen continued to make breakthroughs with a boulder-sized kyber, learning how to use its properties to amplify energy beams. His work led to a break breakthrough, and Krennic arranged to have a Star Destroyer set up with a twin laser array, which was tested su- successfully in deep space. Um, so that's your first real successful test of a weaponized kyber crystal. They shoot it at a um, black hole. Right. And... Uh, um, so meanwhile, Krennic had set up another smuggling mission for Obit to the salient system. In secret, Obit has arranged with Saw Guerrera to warn the salient system of the Empire's intentions, um, letting them prepare for an Empire invasion. So Obit, you know, obviously doesn't want to see another planet become occupied. And so um, somehow he knew Saw Gerrera, and I don't remember if that was explained or some. he met up with him at some point. Well, I think it's the system um, that they go to. It's not where he's from, but Saw is there trying to help that planet basically stand up. And right, it, so yeah. so they, um, they're able to warn the planet and so the planet can be prepared for an invasion. Um, after the drop, so they still drop everything like, like they're supposed to, uh, Obit does, after the drop, Tarkin brings a Star Destroyer to man access to Salient, um, as was done on Samovor and Wadi Rafi. This time, the system starts fighting with the Empire and destroying any facilities that the Empire can use. So rather than the Empire occupying and taking over everything that they have, they would rather destroy it than give it to the Empire. Tarkin's forces are tied down in battle, and he suspects that Krennic has allowed Obit to warn the Salient system likely as an attempt to further his career over Tarkins. Um, so, again, there's some of that mistrust between those two. Um, anything to add to that section there, Chad? No. You're it, pretty good with the details. Yeah, at that point, you know, where they're, they're basically, for the first time, standing up, realizing what's happening, and Tarkin is frustrated because now he's stuck in a battle, kind of because, because he knows Krennic... He, he assumes and thinks Krennic has set him up to tie him up because Krennic and Tarkin have kind of battled each other for the Emperor's favor. They both have it to an extent. Tarkin, I would say, has it more because he's been governor and done other things. Krennic is kind of looked at as a, yeah, you you don't really have everything on, on point, but you've been successful up to this point, so we're going to kind of let yeah. you 
continue yeah, we'll doing this. We'll see what you can do. And yeah. his his ultimate goal is to be the commander of the battle of of the Death Star. That's what Krennic wants. And Tarkin obviously also wants that. And so they kind of have this. They play this game back and forth of strategy and trying to. Utter. And so he thinks this is done, even though this is Haas doing it on his own. He thinks Krennic has set him up to do it, has told him to, you know, make it to where he's stuck in a battle and can't get back to where all the action is with the Emperor and kind of be present and be understood as, hey, you should be the leader. And so he is frustrated by that fact. So Krennic's research team, who are unaware of the true purpose of their energy research and question Krennic, demands to be released from the program. So... Uh, they, they test that kyber crystal on a Star Destroyer or, you know, using a Star Destroyer to shoot it. And um, it was successful. And then they say, well, you know, um, you know, they, they start to have suspicions as well. They want out of the program. Um, Krennic promises them full releases from their contra- contracts, but instead kills them all, uh, destroying their facility on Hypori. With turbo blaster, uh, turbo laser blast from his. Star so that's Destroyer. another research team. Re- they basically succeeded, right. and they kind of are starting to figure out what's going on. And he's like, "Yeah, don't worry. We'll, you'll. This is the last time you have to do it. You're on your way home." Leaves and then just kills everyone. Um, and then Galen and Lyra knew some of the people on that team and had been talking to them, um, not about, "Hey, there's something going on," but just. Uh, they go to reach back out to them and, and they can't anymore because obviously they're gone. Um, and so that's major red flags to them. So Krennic returns to Coruscant where he finds more evidence of suspicious behavior by Galen and Lyra. So Lyra, um, Lyra has been on to this for a while and she's tried to talk to Galen a couple times, but he's, uh, Absorbed. you know, he's so caught up in the research that he's kind of blind to everything. And he believes, uh, uh, Krennic's BS, and he kind of. There are some points where you where you feel like he wants to believe it, but he just. Um, but then he kind of brushes it aside and uh, decides not to. Um, but Krennic constantly is uh, worried about Lyra and that she will pull him, um, you know, convince him to stop doing this, and, or distract him from the work. And that's why he sent her away initially, but now she's back. Um, so Lyra and Krennic do not like each other at all. Um, and he basically so, threatens her that if you don't back off Galen, yep. um, you know what? You may never see your daughter again to an extent. Yeah, so um, so he returns to Coruscant where he finds more evidence of suspicious behavior by Galen and Lyra. He threatens Lyra with uh, prosecution, uh, which only leads to Lyra forcing a talk with Galen in secret where they both reveal they're suspicious about the project. Um, Tarkin is, uh, so back to Tarkin now in his, his little battle there. Tarkin is finally successful in subjugating the salient system and captures Obit. Obit was severely injured in the battle, but wakes up in Tarkin's destroyer, fully healed. Um, you know, they put him in a back to tank. Um, under interrogation by Tarkin, Obit reveals all of his recent activity with the Ursos and Krennic. Tarkin decides to use bit to strike back at Krennic. So, on Coruscant, Krennic is confronted by the Ursos. Krennic leaves them, worried about their intentions when he learns that Obit's ship has been tracked coming to Coruscant. 
Krennic believes that Obit may be helping the Ursos to escape and orders the Project Security to hold them, but it's too late. Krennic arrives at the spaceport to confront Obit and prevent the Ursos' escape. However, Obit has arranged for Saw Gerrera to arrive in another ship, and the Ursos leave Coruscant. Chad, you're the detail guy. Go ahead. No, that's that's basically it. They've they've tricked. Well, Tarkin catches Haas, interrogates him, and Haas spills his guts, tells him everything he's done, tell him what Krennic has had done for him. Tarkin realizes Krennic didn't set him up and has turned Haas now basically back as a double agent to trick Krennic, and he'll use Haas basically. In, and the, the way the book ends is still being kind of uh, Tarkin's internal spy, but he tricks Krennic into thinking he's coming back to pick up the Ursos. That's why he is met at the landing pad. He has no idea what he's talking about, and Saw is there instead, an unknown entity to Krennic, gets them off planet. Yeah, so Obit continues to work for Tarkin, reporting on Krennic's activities, so he's a spy for Tarkin on Krennic, while also looking for the Ursos for Krennic. So again, like what Chad said, yeah, for for he's working for Krennic, um, looking for the Ursos, but he, when you read the book, you know he basically says he's not looking for them. He's just looking so hard. I looked over here and they weren't there. So I went and looked over here, they weren't there either. He looks everywhere. He knows that they're not. but then also he's spying on Krennic for Tarkin. Tarkin is assigned to the basis of the battle station construction to supervise security, plotting to take control of the battle station project, while Krennic is demoted for losing Galen Urso. The Ursos, meanwhile, have escaped with Guerrera to the planet Lamu. Which I assume so is where they will be when the movie begins. When Krennic finds them. Jin in this time starts off as a baby, and um, I th- she's probably what like three or she's four talking. years old by the she's end of the She's talking. Book? She knows who Saw Guerrera is. Like they they have conversations. Yeah. So she's she's definitely yeah probably like a good four maybe five years old somewhere in there. Yeah. So so no need to go through the characters. Um, I think we we hit all the main ones. Um, so that's the book. <laughs> uh I thought it was good. I thought it gives, and again, you really have to read the book, um, but it gives a lot of detail on the backstory. Um, so I feel like those that have read the book will go into Rogue One with a lot more questions answered than somebody that didn't. Not not to say that they're not going to answer some of those through the movie, um, but I'm sure they're not going to address all of it. Um, Brian, questions? But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Well, a couple observations from just you guys going through the plot, and that's, you know, it's great to see how these officers that kind of came up, like Krennic and Tarkin, that came up from the Republic. And it's just kind of funny to me how, you know, these guys, you know, you would think that they, you know, the Republic, the way that the public plays off in the Clone Wars as, you know, kind of the, you know, the perfect system and it's not broken at all and and the separatists are kind of crazy to kind of separate themselves from this republic that's been going on for a thousand years then you kind of look at these generals and these men that are in charge and you kind of don't blame them for wanting to break off and do their own thing and be separatists because 
how do these guys go from being, you know, generals and leaders in the Republic, which is so-called good, as soon as they switch their name from Republic to Empire, these guys become these cutthroat guys that are just trying to step all over each other to try mm-hmm. to get ahead. I mean, guys just don't turn, characters don't just turn turn out like that overnight. I mean, the Republic was filled with these crooked guys that just wanted to step all over each other and cut each other's throats to get ahead. And with the system that broken, I mean, it right. had to fall apart. So that's my observation there. I guess, you know, another thing too is uh, it's interesting to see that, you know, Jin knew Saw Guerrero at such a young age. So it's not those two characters meeting up in Rogue One not, are, isn't going to be, the first time. you know, right. It's not going to be the first time. And, and you see a lot of Saw Guerrero, you know, giving her, even in the trailer, we hear her giving her little speeches here and there. So it's somebody who's known her yeah, her whole yep. life of... Well, so yeah. at the end of the book, too, Saw gives the Urshos a card and says, if you ever need me, you know, use this card and you'll, you'll be able to, to reach me, basically. Um, so I would assume, I would assume, you, know, you almost have to assume that Jen, when her parents leave, that's probably, you know, does she reach out then or is it maybe not till later in the movie? I guess not till later because she's probably, or- she's orphaned for a long time, it seemed like. But Right. My next know. question was: Do they give, um, do they give Jin's mother an ending, or do you think she'll be a part of Rogue they, One? Oh, she's in Rogue One. Well, we don't know that for sure. Well, she's in. She's in. When Krennic comes, they show her. She gives Jin. Uh, she gives Jin the the necklace with the what some people think is a kyber crystal. Remember in the yeah, but she's the, only in the flashback scene. She's not in the regular one, that regular portion of correct. the movie. Correct. I mean, yeah, you don't know. We don't know if. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, there's no. Know, there's no ending. Kills the, her as as the book ends. It's a happy ending. The Ursos yeah. are far away. The Empire has no idea where they are. They're safe because a guy looking for them will never find them intentionally, and they're free to live their life seemingly peacefully, far, far away from where the Empire can reach them. So, you know, seeing that is the end of the book, we'll see how the movie, you know, picks up. Obviously, Krennic finds them, right? Like, we've seen that in the trailer. Right, and that's, yeah. So my question right, is, exactly. Chad, so. do you think Haas Obit will be in Rogue One? I don't know. Uh, probably not. I'd say no. There's it, no... It just seems kind of crazy, because he's such a... He's a big character in the book. I mean... I don't know how they would. He's, he's involved in. I don't everything. know how they'd put them in him in there without explaining the entire book, and they're not going to do that. So I think that's just that's right, just a character yeah. for the book. Gives us some backstory, and I don't think they mentioned him. But you kind of wonder what happens with him. though. He lives no, his days or, out, I mean, I pretending did. to be somebody he's not, and smuggling, and just he's got that girl from right. the bar now, and you know he's happy to. So, but uh, it was a good read. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it. Apparently didn't attain, uh, retain as many details as Chad did through reading it. Nice, nice job, Chad. So, score one for Hello. reading. Um, Comprehension. <laughs> all right, well, anything else on Catalyst before we move along? No, it makes me more excited to see Rogue One. Obviously, we're uh, less than a week away now at the time of this podcast being posted, and uh, I look forward to discussing cool. it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, in keeping with Rogue One, um, there was the Battlefront uh, D 
DLC for Rogue One that was released for season pass holders on December 6th. Um, it's the planet Scarif from Rogue One. Chad, did you have a chance to play that uh, DLC? Yeah, a little yet? bit I did. Not a ton, but a little. Yeah, I did too. What was your takeaways? It's a pretty planet. There are lots of vegetation. There's some blue water. Um, they may have given away... Well, they kind of give you some plot points to the movie. It felt yeah, like it. Like felt the, like the it. incursion mode. Um, the rebels right. get through the, the, the shield on the planet, and then they steal the data tapes and are trying to get the data tapes to the U-Wing. And as the Empire, you have to stop right. them, and as the Rebels, you have to get there. But and to and to steal the tapes, though, they've also created a diversion. Yeah, it blows up a, sh- a cargo um, ship. Right, and uh, so so it's a guerrilla warfare tactics that they they use. You know, so let's create a diversion, then we'll steal the tapes, and then uh, we'll try to escape. Yeah, um, interesting. So. Um, yeah, it was good. The only my only thing is, and it seemed like I kept getting stuck in that that mode, um, that mm-hmm. game mode. Um, but I, I'm not a fan. It's kind of like the same thing with the Death Star, where you just, you know, you're kind of forced to move from the ground to flying, and, um, you know, I'm not a fan of that. But overall, the world was a cool world to to play in. Did you get to play Urso or? Um, no, I got killed by Urso okay. a couple times. So I did get to play Jen um, one time, and uh, she has no Force abilities, so everyone can relax. She she does not. Um, but um, I did not get to play as Krennic. So so there's that. But overall, I think it was a good, good addition to the game. So I was disappointed that you couldn't fly a TIE Striker. Um, oh, yeah, they have them in the... Like on the beach, you can see some of them, but you can't. Fly. Yeah, you could call them in for support. Oh, did you get to do the uh, gunner and the U-wing? No, I didn't. I did get to do that, um, which does That's have a Call of Duty feel to it. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's that. B Dom has no uh, console games. So. Yeah. I don't read and I don't play video games. No. What I'm do you do, cool. Brian? I just watch the movies. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. All that's right. That's all I do. Over and over again. And all the special <laughs> features. Uh, so I think that's going to wrap up our Rogue One talk. Whew. So, Chad. Not yet. Let's move on. Well, what do you got? Oh, for your news thing? No. no I was talking about the predictions, but I guess that's the Oh, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, you want to do those now? Let's just do them. Let's do them now since we're talking about Rogue One. Oh, man. You guys ready? This this might be... Yeah. Yes. All right. I have three. Were we supposed to do five? What? (laughs) I have five. I've been texting you. I was like, oh, man, I'm having a hard time coming up with them. You're like, yeah, we got... I got Todd. We're ready. I'm no problem. I was like, all right, we probably should have a few more than five, though, just in case we steal each other's. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And you have three. Three. But they're good. They're solid. You're supposed to have five. You've automatically right, lost. I'll think of two. All right. Can we? So, uh, can we do this? Are we doing this? Um, fantasy football draft style, where we all one take at a time? time okay. Yes. Chad, yes. do you want to write them down, or do we just have to refer back to the podcast well, to get them all? 
Dave is gonna listen oh, okay. to this episode. He I will probably I'll yeah. probably write him down what at the same he, what time. What do you mean to this episode? What? Well I mean specifically <laughs> for this <laughs> because it's in this episode. Crap. He's gonna listen and he is going to I'm sure he'll see the movie of opening yeah. weekend as well. And he will score us, so Wait, he will be me? the one to decide if you get points or not. Hey, Dave. He will rank you 1 through 10. Dave's a good singer. And then Dave, let so me win. the losers will buy the winner two tickets to episode 8, correct? Correct. Yeah. And will you accept the results of Dave's electoral college count? As long as you don't win, yes. I want to <laughs> recount. Uh, all right. Okay. Who wants to go first? Go with what Obviously happens if there's a tie? Three. Um, I don't know. I, I'm assuming Dave will give like fractions of points. Oh, so there's, it's unlikely just, that there will be a tie. Wow, okay. All right. All right. B. Okay. Now, why don't you go first? Don't right, let's I'm not gonna... get you know. Let's just let's just get to the prediction. No. We don't have the we don't need the background. Oh, okay. All right. Us. Can I give a little bit of background? Oh my gosh. You just gave us the whole background of Rogue One know, for like 45 minutes, I and then I want to give a two-minute background to my prediction. Okay, that's you know, it. I think I think the listeners, you know, listeners, can I get a shout out here that you've heard a little bit too much of Brian tonight? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, he's begging us. He's begging us about 15 minutes ago to talk, and now and now now he wants us to shut up. Just you. So. <laughs> All right, go. So much hate. No, just like whenever you ask hate, a question, hate, it's like, well, hate leads you to know. suffering. Hey, yeah, what's your favorite color? What's right. your favorite color, Brian? Well, you know, so you got, you know, when you look at colors, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> I do not do that. I do not yeah. do that. All right. Okay. All right, I do. Ha- I do have favorite numbers, and I do have numbers that I hate. I'm not going to get just into stop. it tonight. Just stop it. What's your prediction? <laughs> I Start. hate the number eight, Tell so us. I'm not looking forward to episode eight. Oh my word. So Speaking weird. of episode eight, my prediction is, and I saw this backstory a little bit, Brian. <laughs> Thank you very much. Plug your ears if you don't want to listen like, to it. Who hates a number? I just uh, go back to that. I don't stop. No, let's <laughs> not. Let's just move on. Um, I don't like I don't like odd num- even numbers. Okay, oh, I like odd numbers. Oh my goodness! All right, go ahead. Um, I saw I, I saw I saw quickly, so you know, so you don't have to hear my voice for that long. All right, I'm um, ready. Butt in at any time. All right, go. Um, I saw a photo from you, uh, uh, Entertainment Weekly in their magazine that had this little diagram of all the different TV shows and movies and how they were connected. And there was a little red line connecting Rogue One to Episode Eight. And I've heard rumors going around about a link. Some something from Rogue One is going to link to something in Episode Eight. So I'm just going to throw it out there, and I'm going to say that Ray's parentage is somewhere in Episode Eight. I know, I know, I know. Daisy Ridley said, "Oh, it's out there in the open." I'm thinking a possible Luke Skywalker Jin or so. So you're making a prediction that we won't know until a year from now. So are you saying then these are predictions for Rogue well, no, One, but, not Episode right, But you're saying then, would right. you see? Are you saying so? Is your prediction then that you'll see Luke Skywalker and Jin or so hook up in Rogue One, and some form? I'm not saying, necessarily hook up, but I. Meet each other. I'm saying that my predi- that? I'm saying that my pre- something in episode something in Rogue One will link up to a, st- a plot line or a person or of some sort in episode. How eight. how uh, will we know this though? 
how will we be able to determine any? Uh, you're going to get zero points for that okay. because that's we his thing. There's no way to determine it. It has to be in Rogue you know One. What I'm like it, you know what I mean? I mean, you may be correct, but we will, how will we how will we determine if that's true or not until before Episode Eight comes out? It's not. That's a terrible prediction. I mean, the logic's sound. Don't get me wrong. No, it's not. So he just has a hookup before A New Hope, and then. And then she goes and has. This no, I'm not saying that child. at all. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not your, saying that. Your prediction is that there's a link between Rogue One and Episode Eight. Right. Okay. <laughs> so let me have it. But. Good luck with that, Dave. But what's but the and the link is Ray's Ray's parentage. I think that's important to know. I'm I'm saying that's an example. Oh, that so that's not. He's not giving that as a prediction. Kind of he's vague. just saying that there's a. It's very, very vague and undetermined. Right. Okay. Brian right. Seddon? All right, so I go with one. Wait, Brian, before you get started there. Huh. I'm just kidding. Ah. Okay. Um, so my, my prediction is that the most people, um, or I think it's known that we will see Princess Leia in Rogue One to some degree. Okay. Um, okay. My, here's, here's how I think it's going to happen, though, and this is my prediction. They will use the footage from A New Hope where she gives R2 the plans. That that scene, th- you know, shot through the hallway there. Uh-huh. That will be uh-huh. in the movie. Okay. How do you like that, B-Nom? Hmm. Okay, yep. That's good. Um. All right, my first one. There is going to be... A mention. I don't know exactly specifically how, and I'm not going to be that specific. But there's going to be a mention or a reference to either the characters or the organization from the Rebels cartoon show will be mentioned in this movie. Either they'll refer to the you know uh, what's what's the pilot's name? Also, Hera. I can't think of her name. Hera, or they'll refer to the Ghost or the Phoenix Squadron. The, Are they the Phoenix Squadron? The, Maybe not. Is that what they call themselves? I don't know. I can't remember who. But there will be some reference in the movie to To Rebels, the Rebels TV show. Now, okay. So, so if one of the characters appear in it, would that count as a reference? Then you're saying as well. Like if if Chopper shows up, they already announced. They already announced that Admiral Ruddis is going to be in Rogue One. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not necessarily. Uh, I'm more referring the main to the ghost squad, yeah, the, the ghost, the crew. ghost, like the the crew of the right. ghost. Ezra, you Nehemiah, know, oh, or sorry. the ghost, the ghost ship itself, something to that. Or chopper. Extent. Sure, that'd be an easy one to throw in there. B knob number two. Uh, Darth Vader kills Krennic. Oh, is that really a, okay? That's fine. That's it, and you're not going to get more specific. Just he's, he kills him. He's going to choke him out. <laughs> well, because like here's here's like for scoring purposes, I'm helping you. You get more. like if you say Darth Vader chokes out Krennic, kills him by choking him out. You could get half a point if he just kills him but doesn't choke him out for killing him. But if you just you know what I'm saying, like yeah, I feel like he's going to he's going to he's either going to first choke him or he's going to grab him by the neck. I think Darth Vader will snap his neck. 
Okay. Okay, my turn. Is that Brian? Yep. Okay, so in the movie, there's the tie strikers. Uh-huh. But this movie leads up to A New Hope. We never see a tie striker. Okay. Somehow, some way, all the tie strikers will be destroyed. Throughout, so we're actually gonna see. Yeah, maybe it's like a tie strikers. Maybe it's like destroyed. a weapons facility where they build them or something. But there's got to be an explanation of why we never see those. And so I'm saying, somehow, some way, they're gonna wipe out the tie strikers. Okay. All right. So I have to scratch that one out because that's kind of been used. Um, all right. So I think. Based on the trailers, and I don't know, just because it's gonna, it would be cool if they did. They did. We are going to see uh, Snoke, or like I don't. I, I'm I'm gonna come this close to saying I'm, I'm gonna come just short of saying that we'll find out Snoke and Darth Plagueis are the same person. But in Rogue I'm One, say we're gonna hold on. Whoa, oh, this is a big one. Out. Hear me out. I've said I'm going to come short of saying that. Where that's not going to happen. Hey, that's hey. not going to happen. No, you, I'm giving mine. You can't. No, if you no, have something because, similar. No, because my first one was that Rogue One and Episode it, Eight are connected but it was so in some big. way, and then you. This has nothing to do with that. This has nothing to do with that. Snoke has Listen. nothing to do with Episode Eight. Well, you're just kind of dumb. Listen. You said Luke and Jin. I mean, you said Link. You said a Link. That's like, you know, that's right. Li- it would be. Hear that me would out. Be a, that would be a Link. Snoke. Zelda. <laughs> That's so broad. It's so, it, I don't know how you're getting so any broad. points from that one. You're not going to so get points from that one. If it's Snoke is, if Snoke, it's episode eight. If, right, if Snoke is in Rogue One, I should get a point. Yeah, a point, but Chad would get like oh my, 10 points. That's, so, that's such a broad statement. That I don't, yeah. Dave, that'll be fun. I can't wait to hear <laughs> this. So... There's there's a scene in the trailer where we see a hooded figure with two red guards standing next to what looks like could possibly be a back to tank. My prediction is something is in the tank and it's it's either Snoke and or Darth Plagueis. It is basically the emperor is the hooded figure. The person in the back to tank, which I think is a back to tank, is Snoke or Plagueis or something that is Palpatine's mentor and he's got them in the back to tank so he can try to continue on learning um the the way to stay alive and never die he it's his little project only he knows that's who's in that so you're saying so your prediction is that either snoke is in the movie through that or that's uh plagueis yeah it's it's palpatine's like secret experimental thing he's still he's because he told us he killed his master right right? and i'm guessing that he's got his body in there now that may end up being snoke we don't know that for sure but it's something see that's where it's i'm guessing it's so i'm gonna say like it's it's plagueis it's his mentor he's still trying to learn that secret like he did promise vader they would figure out uh, but he's not telling Vader that because I don't think that shrouded hooded figure looked like Vader because that's what we assume is Vader kneeling. I don't think that's Vader. I think that's I think that's Palpatine. You know what's weird? And so you think Palpatine will show up in the movie? I don't think we'll get much of Palpatine. I think we that'll be such a quick little 
nothing. I don't even know if we'll see Palpatine's face because he the the actor has told us he's, yeah, he's not, not in it. it. It could be a lie though. So, uh, you know what's weird though? Not weird, but interesting is I watched Revenge of the Sith like a month ago, and you know there's the part where they're in the opera, uh, Anakin and yeah. Um, Palpatine, and they, you know, he tells him the story of, you know, Darth uh, Plagueis, mm-hmm. and about how he was able to bring others back to life, and but then he was killed by his uh, apprentice, and then at the, you know, after um, after Mace Windu falls out of, the, you know, is thrown out of the window, and um, Anakin turns to Vader, you know. Anakin says, you know, can we still save Padme? And he says, defeating death is something only one has done. You know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like at first he said... Oh, I, can, at, I can quote it for at you. At first he said he died, but then he said there was one that defeated death. So it kind of gives the assumption that, well, actually he was still alive. Darth uh, Plagueis. Do you follow me or no? Yeah, I do. So, I don't know. Yeah, so okay. So that roundabout prediction yeah. is that is mine. Alright, where are we at now? Whose turn? Have fun, Dave. This would be great. B knob, number three. Um Brian mentioned Leah, I think. Leia. Or Leia. Leah. Oh. I'm messing with you. Um uh, I but I think we'll also see Tarkin in no, the movie. No, no, no. That's not a prediction. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. Come on, Brian. How is that confirmed? Because they've told yeah. us. He's in the trailer. You see the back of his head in the, in the trailer, yeah. even. He's oh, in the. Goodness. What about what about? They already have an I act? think the Death Star will be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Anakin Skywalker will be in this movie. <laughs> oh my word! No, I I think that uh, Antilles will be in this movie. Wedge. But he's on Rebels still. How can no? I'm just kidding. Okay. I will Ryan? also. I will also no. say, I have more There's characters. More. Bail Organa. You're you'd gave yours. That's it. Moving on. Unbelievable. You can't just and I think this person will be there <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks will be there. Maybe he's you want to get points the for these, you know. All right, Brian. Yeah, this is my turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is ridiculous. I'm getting robbed. Um, I'm getting robbed by Chad. No. no. I'm <laughs> yes. going. To, I don't score. I'm going to say that. Now, this might take some digging after the movie. I don't know that you would see it, you know, clearly. But somewhere. In the background of a scene, somehow you're going to see the Falcon. Okay. So again, now that An that Easter might, egg. Dave, you might not see it in the movie the first time, so you might have to look on the internet to find, you know, and then you've got those people that, you know, circle it on Watch the it thing. Watch it six it times. This, right. It was right here. So. Okay. I feel like you know what's great about this. I feel like my answers are very scorable, and I'm gonna though be very high. Yeah, ones or, or zero. Yeah, all or nothing. I'm the gray See, area. The minutia. That's where you win. The half points. The three quarter points, Brian. That's how you win. 
Well, if, all right, if it's not, oh, so let me ask you. So then, if oh, it's right, here we go. This is for Dave's benefit. If it's not, yeah. If they don't show it, but they mention it somehow, you get like a. Is that your prediction? What's your prediction? It'll be shown or it'll be mentioned. One or the other. Well, you got to pick. Can't say one or the other. Well, you. Well, I guess you yeah. Could, that's I guess. what you guys have been doing this whole thing. So it'll either be shown or mentioned. Yes. To right. The Millennium Falcon be yeah. there. Okay. All right. I gotcha. Man, nitpicky over here. Hey, obviously you guys have never listened to prediction shows. My one. Next, um, only Chirrut and Saw Gerrera will die from the main crew. Really? Yep. That leaves a lot of unanswered questions. Yes, it does. Hmm. B knob, no, no, no one else could test that one, huh? The uh, the movie will open up with a flashback scene. What? Okay, that's fine. That's, that's fair. not confirmed yeah, that's yet. Fair. That's fine. that's not confirmed. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. That's rumored, but it's not confirmed. That's fine. Okay. All right, mine. Yep. And or mention of a flashback. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay, mine is. Um, These are the ones you're making up on the fly. No, I, this one I had thought about. Oh. Darth Vader kills Saw Gerrera. Okay. Um, all right. My next one, I will say. Um, I'm trying to think about how specific I want to be. I'm going to say there's going to be a lightsaber in the movie. I almost, and I'm not, yeah. No, duh. I, the, I, it's it's on his hill. No, like he already lit said up. that. I'm sorry. Okay, there'll be a lightsaber lit up in the movie, and I'll go. I'll go. I'll take a step further. No, duh. <laughs> there will be a lightsaber lit in the movie besides Darth Vader's lightsaber. Uh, that's fair. Because I, I think we're going to see Vader light his lightsaber, no duh. But I think there will be an additional lightsaber turned on in the movie besides Vader. Maybe add a different sound effect than that one, Brian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, wee, That's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> no, that was Chad's prediction yeah, going down the drain. Whatever. There's a link between Rogue One and Episode Eight. Just wait. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Just wait till Episode Eight, 2017, when we find out. Says the guy that says Snoke is in the movie. Like that doesn't have a connection to Episode Eight. But that's. I'm not saying it's a, it has nothing to do with Episode Eight. Specific what I'm saying. though, it's. I'm saying for your prediction, we're going to have to wait until episode eight to confirm that there's a connection. So if Snoke isn't in Rogue One, that's not a connection to episode eight. That's up to Dave. How is that up? Because he's scoring. How is that up to Dave? Snoke is in episode eight. So if Snoke okay. is in Rogue One and Snoke right. is in Episode okay. Eight, yeah, there's so, a connection. So yeah, you would get some points, but Chad would get know. more because Chad's was specific. If that was right, the case. Fine. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. And if Jar just like if Jar Jar Binks was in Rogue One, there's a connection to episode one. But episode mm -hmm. one we've already seen it and we can confirm that now. 
Right, so you're telling me Snoke is not in episode 8. I'm assuming oh he will be, but I don't know for sure because I've not seen it, as with <laughs> actually, everyone else in the entire world. He actually will be. They say he's uh, 8 feet tall. He's going to be played by puppeteers. Right. So, B-Nob, what's your final yeah. prediction? I'm just going to throw one out there. Jin Erso yep. is going to die. Jin will die. Okay. The ultimate sacrifice. Okay, Brian, your last one. Okay. I'm going to say that I got two in my head. I just want to see which one I want to go with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Jin Erso kills Krennic. I know everyone thinks Vader does because mm. of that trailer scene. But I'm going to say Jen because this guy ruined her family. Sure. That's a good one. Much more of an emotional punch to it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. My final prediction. I have like four left since I was like, oh, I have, have to have more because these guys have so many predictions. Um. My last prediction is that Bail Organa, who we know is in the movie, that's not my prediction. My prediction is that we will learn through either mention or something. I don't think it'd be direct. I think it'll be indirect. But we will learn that he was actually not on Alderaan in episode four when Alderaan is exploded. Really? Yep. How would you know that? Because they will allude to either they'll say he's going somewhere else. I mean, because we assume that Rogue One is ending basically right at the beginning of Episode 4. And Alderaan is destroyed fairly early in Episode 4. It's not like the beginning minutes, but it's not very long afterwards. So he'll either be told to go on a mission somewhere else, or there'll be some, some mention of him going somewhere completely different than Alderaan intentionally so that we as the viewers will understand oh he wasn't on Alderaan when it exploded uh, why didn't we see him in Empire why didn't we see him in anything else well you know these things are uh, retconned to be to explain things so. or if they did that too then I would say they'd have to show him in 8 or 9 sure you know he'd be but. real old alright well I think I think there's some interesting ones there. Good luck, Dave, scoring that. I have one more prediction for you, Dave. Well, I was going to say, Chad let's, will lose. Let's, uh, do you guys have any any more you want to throw out? That Obviously, these are not going to be scored, but any more f- fun ones you just want to throw out you thought about? Yeah, that's fine. I got one. Yeah. Chad, B-Nob can go first. He said okay. he had one. I wanted to Jedha about it. will be destroyed by the Death Star. Yeah, I had that on my list, too. Because it won't be strong enough yet to blow up the whole planet, but they'll be able to wipe that that, that city sacred out. city for the Jedi off the off the face of the planet. All right, mine is, um, and I don't I don't know if I can remember the guy's name, but um, I think we'll see Lars Lars Santaka. Yeah, Santaka hmm. in the movie. Cool. That would be interesting. I didn't really have any other ones. I, I kind of either you guys have said one I already had. Just make um, one up on the fly. Ready to go. 
Ready to go. I don't know. Come at, come up with like a real left field one. Yeah. Kind of like Brian's have been. <laughs> mine, have, mine have been, you know, hard okay. center All field. Right. Jin, Jin Urso. Yeah. yeah. Um, she infiltrates yeah. the Empire, right? We know that. She goes yeah. undercover. Yeah. She, she is Captain Phasma. Oh, wow. Okay. Left field. Hmm. I feel, I, like there's a, I feel like there's a height issue there. She grows through training. <laughs> She's like the blue Power Ranger in Turbo. She grows when she puts on the suit. Uh, okay, I don't get that reference, and I don't care to either. Be honest now, why, with you. <laughs> why would she go and... For all those 90 kids out there who love Power Rangers Turbo. Nope. Um, My left field... Wait, I thought we were just... Far left. <laughs> Brian's got a couple I have more. one more. Oh, my gosh. Cheer it, gets his eyesight back. <laughs> <laughs> Through the power of the force. <laughs> right. Oof. All right, well. Good luck, Dave. Wrap that up. So after the movie is shown, F, you know, and probably, I would assume probably what, after the holidays, because we're going to come right up on Christmas right after that. Yeah. We'll have Dave on, and he'll, he'll dole out points. That's right. Be fair, Dave. Be just. Don't pick Chad. You can you can't pick someone. You just whoever's right is right. And if that's me, well, <laughs> it has the force wills it. Probably none of ours are right. Oh, we got some right in there. Right, we definitely got some right. Like link between Rogue definitely. One and Episode Eight, nailed it. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> just put a one next to that one right now. All right. You could put a 1,000 because that is true. Let's move on to Searching the Archives. I have hard evidence. All right, Searching the Archives. Real quick and briefly, uh, because we've we've yammered on quite a bit already tonight. Um, And honestly, Dr. Afra number one, not that interesting. So, uh, Dr. Afra was uh, first appearance in the comics. She's the comic book character only. Was in Darth Vader number three. And basically, Vader used her to do some detective work to find out who Luke was, where Luke was, do some other things as well. And we talked about, I think, in Vader 24 or 25, she faked her death, made Vader think he killed her by pushing her out of the airlock, and she didn't die. So now we have her story. And she basically is Indiana Jones. Um, She's going to different planets and getting ancient artifacts. And then tr- MacGuffins, yeah, and trying to sell them to make money because that's what she does. She's a she's that's what the kind of person she is. She's a picker. She's okay. She's an Ameri- She's a galactic picker, and <laughs> she kills a dude and steals the thing that he he took. And then her she still has BT and Triple Zero with her, the death dealing droids, yeah. um, and Black Karstakistan. Yeah. The, the the Chewbacca, Chewbacca. the angry real the Wookiee one yeah you shouldn't Wookie. call him a Chewbacca that's no. stereotyping it's racist it's racist um, <laughs> and so they're with her and she goes to sell it and some dude in a real tall hat comes and says you owe me money give me your money and she says I'm gonna sell this and give you your money and he says no you're gonna give it to me and so the black Wookiee attacks her and that's or racist. attacks him <laughs> attacks him. And he says, all right, fine, you could go sell it. Just give me the money when you get it. She's like, cool. And so they go to leave, 
And then Triple Zero's like, BET and I, or Triple Zero, yeah, he says, uh, we're going to go, got some errands to run. And they hunt down this dude. <laughs> Is that an exact yeah. quote? <laughs> we, we got <laughs> some things to do in the droid, milk, droid milk town. And eggs. We got some errands to do. And they track down the guy in the tall hat that was trying to extort money uh-huh. from her. And he stabs him in the neck with, with his his needle finger. And there's there's a neurotoxin <laughs> that he injects him with and says, this is going to look like you had a real bad heart attack. Guy starts foaming at the mouth. And he's like, all right, don't don't right, you're never going to borrow or bother our master again. And then BT's like, can we set him on fire? And Triple Zero's like, no, because then it won't look natural. And BT says, bleep. And he says, no. Spontaneous combustion is not a human thing, and that's that's the end. So is the tall hat like a Abe Lincoln hat? Yeah, but it like, <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. That's, that's the exact. It, image it almost I looks had upside my... down though. It looks like an upside down Abe Lincoln hat. But then when he gets stabbed in the neck, his hat falls off, and his head is that big. Wow. Like his head is tall, it, so it was covering his whole head. So he's like a Coyote Mundu. Yeah, Abe Lincoln hat. Kinda. He's got weird, weird, like, good. Me- yeah. So uh, is this a five-parter, uh, or is this uh, ongoing? I, I think it's ongoing, honestly. Yeah. Wow. Not excited about it, though. I'm disappointed yeah. with that. It's not good. It's real boring. I mean, the mm. art the art of her looks real dumb. Uh, the, the, the droids look cool, and the Wookiee looks cool, but everything else is just not good. And then they, they do, like, a second part in this book. Yeah. Um. That kind of shows she she meets her father, so her dad is introduced, which, okay, and then they like show her back in high school or college or something, and that's dumb too. <laughs> so it's one big hot poop stick, huh? I didn't like it at all. It's not an interesting enough character to no, have a whole comic well, series. Like my about. wife even saw the book. She's like, "Who is that?" And so I'm explaining to her. She's like, "Does that make you mad?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" So they're taking these movies that we love and that are so good, and they're just trying to make money off filling in blanks that we don't care about. I'm like, she was, she was jealous. Wow. I was like, yeah, you're not. I mean, with this particular character, you're not wrong. The other stories, the other movies, I don't agree with. But like, I want to know what happened there with Han Solo and the Rogue One. But with this character in particular, yeah, no, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, so there's your well. search in the freaking archives. I wish I hadn't done it. Take that. Rewind it back. Go run some errands. <laughs> run All some right, b You got something or you need to – you got to get off your chest here? Well, I was going to talk about Snoke being a giant eight-foot puppet. Oh, yeah, I but, threw it uh, out there. Yeah. Apologize. You already threw it out there. You know, I thought episode eight was my thing, but you stole that from me. Wow. All right, well. I think that about wraps this up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Rogue One comes out next week. We'll see who is the uh, who is the victor in our predictions. And um, not Chad. Uh, I'm the hate. You know, haters gonna hate. Still time to check out Catalyst if you haven't before the movie. Uh, a good read, and then. Um, that's it. Rebels we didn't talk about, but I think after this Rogue One, um, you know, kind of dies down, we'll kind of talk about Rebels a little bit uh, while they're on their break and then talk about maybe some of the lead-up stuff to uh, the n- second half of the season. So, anyway, thanks for joining us. Had a good time. 
I appreciate you guys moving your schedule around to uh, accommodate my schedule. So. Hey, man. Oh, anytime. Anytime for you, Brian. Word. That's right. All right. Thanks a lot. Come back next week. We're done. Bye.